welcome to the boot. That's right, it's the boot. We are recasting classic movie reboots so Hollywood doesn't have to. This week, Kenna and I are rationing our decks as we talk about 2000's mountain climbing action adventure thriller Vertical Limit, starring Chris O'Donnell, Robin Tooney, Bill Paxton, Isabella Scorupo? Yeah, why not? And Scott motherfucking Glenn, baby. <laughs> I had never seen this movie. I love it when I talk a movie up big and Brian actually enjoys it. It was <laughs> phenomenal from minute one. From minute one, this movie is driving a hundred and the brakes are cut. An eagle <laughs> soars over blue skies and then five minutes later, a father falls to his death. This movie goes from like zero to a hundred pretty quick and then like a hundred to... I'm climbing this mountain to murder a man just like that. I want to watch it again. <laughs> Let's watch it right now. Look at this straight. You want to go up that hill with a thing of nitro on your back and hope that it doesn't jolt. Is that right? That's right. Look, look Skip pairs agreed to go, so I need four more. That's going to be a speed ascent climbing in pairs, one canister per team. Oh, people have got to share. Why don't everyone want their own bomb? <laughs> <laughs> How about it, Mal? You and Cyril have been up there before. Nah. I mean, why would we want to leave this place? Luxurious accommodation, fine cuisine. Sultry weather, frostbites off my dick. You know, mate, I reckon we should wait till I chuck in a ski lift, eh? Damn good idea. I mean, imagine coming to the Himalayas and actually having to do some climbing. Imagine. Especially when you have to complete your autobiography. And rustling up those all-important endorsements, you wankers! What's bloody wrong with you? Guys, welcome to The Boot, a movie reboot podcast where I, Brian Flynn, and my co-host, Kenneth Trent, take a classic Hollywood film, pick five characters from that film, and talk about them as if the movie was to be remade today. This week, we talk Vertical Limit. And let me tell you, this movie should be remade. (laughs) We went... I feel like we're broken as human beings because we went from like one of the best movies ever made and we're like, I, we hated this movie to a movie made 19 years ago that probably no one remembers and we're like, yeah, give us more of this. Um, but before we get into it, uh, we have some actual reboot news, some some factual reboot news, Event Horizon series and development at Amazon. Uh, according to Variety, Amazon and Paramount Television are developing a series adaptation of the 1997 sci-fi horror film Event Horizon. Adam Wingard is set to executive produce and direct the potential series. Wingard recently directed the film Godzilla vs. Kong, which is due out in theaters in March 2020. Um... I've never seen Event Horizon, but weirdly uh, listened to Kevin Smith's podcast a couple weeks ago where they were talking about this movie because they were talking about this article. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I didn't realize what the movie was about. Yeah. <laughs> no, I was like, oh, shit, we should have done this movie because it sounds crazy. They take a black hole into hell, essentially? No. <laughs> Is that what it was? Or am I thinking so something else? So it's about a rescue mission to go find a ship which can create a black hole. Mm-hmm. And they use the black hole to, like, essentially travel through dimensions? 
times. They definitely there's definitely a scene in the movie where they're like, okay, if if time and space is this piece of paper, then what's the quickest from what's the qu- quickest way from point A to point B? And somebody's like a straight line, and then he Sam Neil is like no, and then he folds that. Like we've seen that scene so many times mm-hmm. in so many movies because that's the easiest way to explain how like wormholes work. Yes. So that's essentially what happens. But then when they find the ship, they find out that when they opened the black hole, it released demons demons like it released terrible things it's insane it's scary i created the event horizon to reach the stars but she's gone much much farther than that she tore a hole in our universe a gateway to another dimension a dimension of pure chaos pure evil it's a really good movie, and so it, it's definitely one of those movies, I think, if, if when you watch it, because you will watch it at some mm-hmm. point, when you watch it, you're going to be like, yeah, why not? Let's get let's dig back into this, because um, it's really great. Siri seems like a smarter choice. Mm-hmm. Let's milk this property for yeah. two, three seasons. Especially because, like, space set series, you can right. you can make this a whole thing. Mm-hmm. Also, I, I really like Adam Wingard as a director, so I'm excited. I don't think I've seen any of the things he's made. You've never seen Your Next? I don't think so. Man, guys, if you have not seen Your Next, I consider it Mm -mm. essential. The interesting thing is, I want to say this is one of those movies where at the beginning they're like... The the movie was made in 1997, and at the beginning they're like, it's like 2018, and we've colonized the moon and all this stuff, and you're like, oh wow, we're we didn't give ourselves very much time to make that happen, did we? Little did they know what was really in store for us. Yeah, it's worse, guys. <laughs> Demons from another dimension, please. Oh, we take please. that any day. <laughs> oh man, demons from another dimension, not in my country. <laughs> all right. You ready to talk about Vertical Limit? Yeah, let's do it! Alright guys, this is our reboot of Vertical Limit. Four years ago, an American team got blown off the mountain. She was the guide. What happened? She takes shelter with Vaughn? 24, 36 hours. I figure she died of edema. Wouldn't have happened if she'd had Dex with her. No waste of time. What do you do? Use it for himself? Is that what you think? Answer me, damn it! Of course he did! How long have you known? Since they interviewed him, he said the decks got swept away. That was a lie. She always carried it on her. Four years, Wick. Mountain knows him. He had to come back. Now you're gonna kill him. I can't let you do it. Peter, do you know where you are? Above 24,000, you're at the vertical limit. You're already dying. Look at you. You can hardly stand. You think you can stop me? Go ahead. You're at the vertical limit, motherfucker. <laughs> kind of no joke. You're already dead. <laughs> no joke. This might have like instantly become one of my favorite movies. It is so good. It's good. It's easily rewatchable. Oh, for sure. There are some insane performances. Um, Chris O'Donnell is so. He was he was destined for mega stardom. Yeah. And then something happened. Yeah. Batman and Robin maybe, but like But this was like 3 years after Batman and I Robin. I know. I I what what why is he on CIS? NCIS? Why is he on What happened? Not even NCIS. It's in NCIS like spin-off. Oh. 
Uh, it's kind of crazy because this is a part for a person whose career is rising. Right. I just skyrocketing. <sighs> and Chris O'Donnell, man, honestly, we've been tracking him. We have sort of been tracking him. When you think about it, we have because we did Three Musketeers. Batman and Robin. Batman and Robin and then this, which is about like three, four years in between yeah. each of them. If we had and stopped to do school ties instead of a woman, I think we would have hit like. His major. The big five. But yeah. Vertical Limit, directed by Martin Campbell, director of such movies as Casino Royale, The Mask of Zorro, and Green Lantern. Gosh, The Mask of Zorro! That's a good movie, too. That's a good movie. Uh, I put Green Lantern on there because you can't wash away some of your sins. This, this, that's, that movie's on him. Um, Stars Chris O'Donnell as Peter Garrett, Robin Tooney as his sister Annie Garrett, Bill Paxton as billionaire Texas philanthropist, rock climber, murderer, Elliot Vaughn, <laughs> Isabel Skorupko as Monique Abertine, and the Scott Glenn as Montgomery Wick. I, I, okay, so, uh, here's the thing. What's going on? What, what, what's happening right now? <laughs> I'm trying, I'm trying to talk more about how I like this movie, but this movie is not free of its campiness in some, in some ways. Yeah. Um, but I think because it's one of those things where it's like the performances given were so intense that you're just like, even like the weird, like the dad dying, the shot of the dad dying, it's like a pancakey, like it's wily e. coyote it's shot. Weird. And like I expected an Acme anvil to kind of follow him as like the rope kind of like. Yep. And then it's like the like tunnel vision, like. Yeah. Um, but I just think it like it hits everything you want to hit in a movie mm-hmm. um i was i i, I i'm i'm tongue-tied over it have you seen um i watched this again because it i was because we had just rewatched this movie but there is an interview where they asked alex honnold the free solo guy to talk about like movie climbing movies Mm -hmm. and so he does uh there's like stuff he really loves like he loves tom cruise essentially free soloing and uh mission Mission impossible three and two two? is it a two two yeah maybe um and uh but they do this movie where he talks about how the insanity of the opening scene is that there's no way that he that they would have been in that much danger because if the initial fall of them like falling on to the cam didn't break it, then them like sitting there would not have broken it off of the wall mm. because there would be more force in you like falling than there would be in you just like sitting, sitting there. there. And so he's like, they're panicking over nothing. Like you would, you would have time to like stick another cam in the wall and like figure it out. You have to do something for me, Peter. Okay. Cut me no, loose. No. No. There's too much weight here. One cam's never going to hold it. I can get you understand in. what I'm saying? You have to cut in. me loose. If you no, don't do this, I'm going to pull everybody down and everybody's going to die. You're wrong. Get Shut up, Eddie. Any second now, that camera's going to come out of the wall, and Annie and you are going to die. Is that what you want? You're going to kill your sister. So, like, the fact that they're like, cut the rope. Nobody blames you. You can cut the rope. Like, makes absolutely no sense. Like, he essentially murders his father. Yeah, but, like, what a character story point to start. Yes. Chris O'Donnell. And then when you meet him at, like, what is it, three years later, six years later? Three years later. He He's literally like, 
for some reason, I kept thinking of like Sean Penn in the secret life of Walter Mitty. Like he's just like <laughs> out in the mountains capturing the snow leopard, the beauty yeah. of the snow leopards. And I was like, man, what a wild, <laughs> what a wild place to put this character after the five, like the three minutes we know him is he's murdered his father. But it makes so much and sense. It's destroyed their family. It makes so much sense because like I follow so many of these types of people on Instagram because if you're like a climber, you're probably also like a Nat Geo photographer yeah. and an environmentalist and like all these other things. The yeah. more concerning thing is that there's like no dialogue from the moment that the dad dies through an entire scene where he's out with some guy who trips and falls and absolutely destroys his leg. (laughs) So he has to... It was literally like... Like us... Oops! Chris O'Donnell's like... And then a helicopter's there and they're med rushing him out. Like that is such a metaphor for this whole movie. It is is like, like... Every little thing just snowballs into the biggest catastrophe. (laughs) And it is so entertaining to watch. It's truly wild. All right. Let's talk about Peter. Okay. Played by Chris O'Donnell. Um, As we mentioned before, like what a a superstar. What's not to love about Chris O'Donnell? I don't know. I don't know. Hollywood, what is not to love? Yeah, what happened, Hollywood? It's not going to be just snow. I mean, it's going to be ice and rock. We're going to need special tools. I don't know how much of the stuff we have around here. And how do you get it up there, Mr. Garrett? Then we dig. With our bare hands, if we have to, do whatever it takes. We, we got more than enough guys here to get this done. Why don't you go first? Okay. Um, so I definitely took a cue from Chris O'Donnell. I definitely felt like I tried several versions of this cast and figured up some interesting... Uh, What's the word I'm trying to use? Combinations? There were Yes, there were interesting combinations of actors that I found. But ultimately, I was like, no, this role deserves someone who is in that same position, who it's a person whose star should be rising, uh-huh. has maybe hit a little bit of a setback, but who we want to see become an it person mm-hmm. in the industry. And so I picked Alden Ehrenreich. Oh, young Han Solo yeah. himself. I he's great. I I think he gets a lot of flack for Han Solo. I thought he was great. I just I like the sin of that movie is that it was just made at all. But he's charming. I he, mean, he I helped. liked he, Solo. Yeah, he. I. I think it's fine. Like it's weird <laughs> as a Star Wars like freak. <laughs> yeah, I don't like it in the canon of movies because I don't want to know where Han Solo is. Mm-hmm. But if I was to remove the movie out and just say like, here's a new space western movie that they made it's called han solo it's its own thing i've been like this movie's dope like it's really great but for some reason it it just leaves a weird like my fanboy gets irked about it but he is really fun in that movie like Mm -hmm. he carries that motherfucker and that that's not easy to do he's remarkable like he's in um hail caesar a movie i will never watch again but (laughs) um five hours long but He's in it for a short amount of time, but after the movie, I was like, of all the things you see in that movie and of all the stars who were in that movie, I was like, who is that guy? Yeah. Because he was so funny and charming and entertaining. I was like, this guy's got something. Are we utilizing it, Hollywood? I don't know. Probably not, but I also feel like he has a little bit of the curse of like a big... 
franchise. Franchise. Yeah. Of like, they tried it. People weren't necessarily happy about it. So he's probably not on too many it lists. But if there's, if there's a movie that would welcome that kind of actor with open arms, yeah. it's Vertical Limit. I think we'll come back someday. The two of us. For Dad. I think that's a great pick. I think he's, I think it's not, this is not an easy role because like you want to like Peter mm-hmm. despite the fact that he killed his own father unnecessarily. Like, yeah, now he, that he we know. saved, quote unquote, saved his sister yes. at the expense of his father. But like you want to like Peter, you want Peter to get over this, this hang up of what has happened to their family. You mm-hmm. want to see him climb the second most dangerous summit on earth to save his only family left. Yes. Um, <clears throat> all while trying to stop another murder from happening at the peak. It's crazy. Yeah. Um, so I think that's a great pick. It's interesting that you picked him uh, because I picked someone who, by own, his own admission, could not play Han Solo. Okay. He auditioned and he was just like, I just got way too scared to do it. And I'm bummed that I'm now picking him because you've picked him twice now. What? I picked Jack Rayner. Oh, love Jack Rayner. And I've been waiting for so long to use him. This, this, uh, my first two, I'm just it's kind of bummed because you've, you've already picked them. <laughs> like, it's, it's that curse of like trying to pick the new fresh face. <laughs> and after, if you wait too long, it just ain't happening. Yeah. I love a new fresh face. Um, I unfortunately, um, at least at the recording, the time of the recording of this podcast, have not seen Midsummer, but I, you bet your bottom dollar I've seen, seen Sing Street as well as. If, you haven't, if you're listening to this podcast and you haven't seen Sing Street yet, what are you doing? But yeah, I think he is someone that we need more of. Yeah. I, well, uh, best of luck with Midsummer because it really challenges my love for Jack Rayner. Because he plays a highly unlikable person. Yeah, but like that's just showing his rank. Because like, yeah, but he is so phenomenal. Yeah, he just has that like I don't know, not the big brother type, but I want to see him get lost in a in a Pakistani base camp. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, I mean, finally, a movie that's not afraid to get political. You know what I'm saying? Um, should we move on to Annie? Yes. Annie, played by Robin Tooney, who I thought was awesome in this movie. So great. Um, I loved how she uh, weirdly rose to become the greatest climber in the world in three short years. They were like, Sports well, Illustrated says that she is the next, if not the. Well, we assume that she was on the radar at the yeah. time of her father's death and then in three years became... Because she never quit. I heard WNN hired you. Yeah, well, they needed someone who could climb K2 and look presentable. It wasn't exactly a rush. No, that's not true. They wanted the best. I, I, I read about you on the Iger, the, the, the fastest female ascent. Dad would be proud. You're up. I am up. And I'm just going to say who I, who I picked. Just say it. Alicia Vikander, who you oh, picked okay. last week. <laughs> and I'm bummed because... It's so, it's like literally back to back, but I, for, I think she's super great. I think she's like really tough and she wouldn't like, this is what I loved about Annie Mm -hmm. is that, uh, I just realized that you cast her last week as a character named Anna. 
Yeah. Um, that really messes with your head, doesn't it? <laughs> um, like, she never backs down from Elliot. Like, as shady as Elliot continues to be, she never really backs yeah. down from him. Even in a situation where they need each other to survive, and he could kill her at any fucking moment, and you know that he kind of would. She is kind of the damsel, but she's not really a damsel. Like, they need to be rescued, but she's, like, she's fighting every step of the yeah, way. Yeah, she's not a passive character because yes. it would be a different thing if it's just like oh every once in a while we check in with her on the radio and she's dying and yeah. but there's a whole other story happening in that little cave yes and i think that she could play a really strong like the aspect of her being the other member in that family who was mm-hmm. there when the dad died like that reunion scene is is yeah is like it's hard right like it's it's because you know that she never would have made the choice she never would have cut her dad loose and they all would have been dead yeah they all would have died together and it's almost like that's how she would have wanted it because she always keeps saying like we should have brought dad up here he would have he would have loved and it's like we should have scattered his ashes he always said that this was his happiest place on earth i'm like this is a place of death (laughs) this is the happiest he's ever been whoa you guys are you guys are weird listen his relationship with the mountain. He the mountain took him, as as uh, Wick would say. Uh, who did you pick? Um, so for my Annie, I I agree with all those things. I think that she, as written, is a is a great character because she's complicated. Her relationship with her brother is complicated. Her relationship to how she feels about her dad. It's all like it all adds up to make her a very dynamic character. And so her being the one. That has the backbone, literally, especially because Tom gets busted up. Like, for her to be the one in the cave who has to stand up to Vaughn, like, that that's who she is. We can't waste resources on a lost cause. Saving somebody's life is not a lost cause. It is if you know they can't be saved. Why should three people die if two can live? Okay. If that's what you think, why don't you go and tell them yourself? So I picked for my Annie, Jesse Buckley who you saw most recently in Chernobyl. She played the firefighter's wife. Oh, yeah. Yes. Um, and I think she is so wonderful. She was also in a movie I cannot recommend enough called Beast. I've talked about it before. Mm. It's wonderful. She's wonderful. Um, and I also feel like she's someone whose star is on the rise. Um, and I'm very excited to see where she lands in the near future. Mm-hmm. So that's what I did. I enjoyed her very much in Chernobyl. Mm-hmm. Although I didn't enjoy the choices her character made in that movie. Yeah. Uh, or in that miniseries. But yeah, she was she was a standout performance. But you know what's fascinating is mm-hmm. that that, wo- that woman was real. Yeah. Did you listen to the podcast? Yeah. Where they talk about how eventually she did like... She lost the child because the child took all the... Yes. Like radiation out of her body. Yes. But she did have a child like later in life, right? She had like two or three. Yeah. Yeah. Come on, redemption. (laughs) Speaking of sacrificing three people to save one person, it's weird that the math was three people died just so Annie could live. Oh, you mean like on the whole. Peter assembles a team of six people. Yeah. Eight people. Tom dies. Okay. So these are the deaths (laughs) responsible for saving Annie. Or that that were sacrificed to save Annie, Wick, and the two brothers. Yeah, and um, uh, and the Kareem. Yes, four people died yeah. to save one person. Yeah, 
the mountain is relentless. (laughs) Which is so funny because I don't, I don't know if this is true, but K2 is not like the deadliest mountain. I think that still goes to Everest. It's still Everest, yeah. But it is a difficult climb. But I was just thinking that like at the end of the movie when Peter and uh, Annie are reunited, there's no there's no conversation about like, man. They lost so many people. We lost people. so many people. Although Wick was really, he was going to die on that mountain. He Which knew he was going. I'm sure What's-His-Face was like, man, I'm glad Wick told me not to go. Skip. <laughs> Skip was like, well, I'm glad I didn't. Here, here's another that. thing before we leave Peter and Annie. Did it kind of seem early on that the, this brother and sister wanted to like fuck each other? Oh, wow. <laughs> Vaughn's an aggressive guy, but he knows what he wants and he goes for it. I admire him. How long have you known him? Wherever you're trying to go with this, you're wrong. I'd never let anybody affect my climbing. Like, do you think Monique as a character existed to sort of lead us away from like... <laughs> yes. It's like we need to not think about this the entire time of the movie. Because, like, when they see each other, like, across the way, it felt very, like, There is that sort of thing of, like, they haven't – so he stopped climbing. And so they really haven't talked about this for three years. He, Mm -hmm. like, disappeared. Whatever. So there is that awkward reunion of – are we going to talk about this? Are we going to say something? You're about to risk your life – because this billionaire wants the glory. Mm-hmm. What are you doing? I don't know. I think I understand the brother sister of it all. There being a tension of more like, I love you, but there's a reason why I can't, like, we can't have the same kind of relationship we did. Yeah. And maybe it's just because these are two hot young actors that were just like, now kiss. They kind of wanted to smash. I feel like, oh my God. I feel like they kind of wanted to. Um, all right, let's move on to Vaughn. Elliot Vaughn, played by the Bill Paxton. Trame- I, Bill Paxton is like in this movie. <laughs> it's like if I wasn't already in this movie and the first two minutes, by the time Bill Paxton got there, it was like adrenaline was just stabbed in my body. And I was like, yeah, he is He's not Buck Wild, no. But he is, he plays it so deliciously good. Like he's yes. he's arrogant. He's menacing. He's affable. He is the whole tilt a wheel of a villain the whole time. And the base camp scene where Wick just shows up and <laughs> like spooks, a ghost like, in the night yeah, just spooks out everybody they're like oh no it was so good it was so good what about the weather mr vaughn well we're hoping for the best why do you know something we don't <laughs> who's the leader mr vaughn who makes decisions on the mountain that mean other people live or die who plays god so to speak I have a serious question. Yes. Do we think that Bill Paxton's character in this movie is just the Titanic guy, but like three years later? Oh, I can see that. Where it's like he found the Titanic. <laughs> yeah. He found that he like. He essentially he found, found the heart of, found of the ocean. All, he kind of did. I don't remember. Does he ever see it? Because she tosses it over. I don't, I don't think he sees it before yeah. she. I could I could fudge a little reality where that's like yeah he goes from the depths of the planet to now he's like I gotta get back up yeah that's just who he is yeah I like that okay yeah I like that the mountain owes him as Scotland says <laughs> the ocean has spurned him and now he must turn <laughs> elsewhere okay I think you're up though oh okay 
For my Elliot, I picked classic typecast um, villain actor, and I'm not mad about it because he would play it so well. Mm-hmm. Mark Strong. Yeah. Um, he was in Green Lantern. Great. So, you know, it's a full circle here, guys. Um, yeah, I, I really like Mark Strong. I, I'm looking at his, like, IMDb right now, and it's like, villain, villain, yeah. villain. Yeah. Hero, villain, villain, villain. Kick-ass. Shazam. Yeah. Um, he is on everyone's list as just, like, villain. You know, like Mark Strong? But a very like, oh, specific kind of kind villain, of, I think. It, because there's something a little, like, he does, because he does play a good guy in, like, the Kingsman mm-hmm. series. And so you see a little bit of that, like, he is just, he's smart, he's put together, he's a little dapper. We we get his charm and his charisma. Um, so he's not one of those, like, totally depraved, deranged kind of villains mm-hmm. but i can see him like definitely on the mountain strong arming tom and being like oh you want to be the guy who turned around and then the weather clears up no take yeah. me to the top of this freaking mountain you told me i was in charge of you here. are what is the problem why are you vacillating why because some second-rate guy got on the Nobody radio knows who cares what he better thinks. skip taylor skip taylor's a hustler you don't think he wasn't chalking me to be in your boots Don't crap out on me now. Come on, I mean, what did you think? She was just gonna lift up her skirt and pull her panties down for us? I went with... Oh boy. Okay, I went with (laughs) an actor who I think we all would enjoy hating. Okay. um, Who could bring a Bill Paxton-type presence. Okay. Um, Hit me with it. I picked Bradley Cooper. Okay. I want. Okay. I wanted that. I think Bradley Cooper plays arrogant really well. Uh huh. Um, I don't think we've seen him as a bad guy in a long time since like Wedding Crashers. He's he's been like the tortured soul for a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, did he win an Oscar? I don't think he won an Oscar, did he? No. So I think we're gonna continue seeing him do that for a long time so i want to rescue his him not that his career needs rescuing i mean he's like fucking god in this town now but like but let's give him some scenery to chew on let's I, give him yeah. a whole mountain i want to see him back in that a team zone i want to see him in <laughs> oh, that, wow i want to see him in the in, in the action genre i want to uh-huh. see that i want to see him slowly turn evil yeah and show that he has no honorable bone in his body. Like everything is self-preservation. Everything is is him, and and the will to live versus these other people. Like he he thinks he is more important than any of these other people because why he's a billionaire. He's like like owns this company, whatever. I don't know. I like Bradley for that, and I think other people would enjoy. It I as mean, well. it's a bold choice. Oh, yeah. But I think it could pay off. I know it would pay off. Okay. Well, what what do you need my opinion for Him then? Him when he so. stabs Tom with the, with the needle full of air? Are you going to kill me now? Yes. <laughs> 
When I was a kid, I was always scared of that happening to me for yeah. some reason. I think it was because of Terminator 2 when she, like, pulls out, like, the chemical in the syringe and she just stabs him with chemicals and the body starts twitching. I was like, I think Ugh. I just have a vague memory of one time being like, why is that bad? And my mom being like, it's bad. Like... <laughs> trust me you don't ever want this to happen to you and so i was like because your hearts can't pump air um yes i feel like we're crushing this episode and i don't i want to take my time uh moving on to monique um, abertine played by isabella skorupko um whom whom we love because she makes it she survives you mean or she, she like yeah like she survives the avalanche that kills cyril mm-hmm. she actually like she just she makes it to the top of this mountain like it is considering how many people died on the journey yeah she kills it yeah i i what i liked about monique is that she's been here for so long yeah and all she wants to do is get out um i think that's a really interesting place to put her is just like this person who's you know because she's like a nurse right so she's mm-hmm. like I don't know if she's like consigned to this base camp or whatever, but she apparently can't leave it for whatever reason. Yeah, um, which I think we're meant to assume it's money because that's the reason she wants to take. Mm-hmm. She wants the five hundred thousand that they're gonna. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. G- Give them for for Rescuing. attempting the rescue, and which is such an odd thing to think that like you couldn't leave. It, it's kind of weird, but yes, somehow she's stuck on the mountain. What are you talking about? Just get on. You said you were taking the money to get out of here. Now, where were you going? Anywhere. Tell me. Paris. I did two years of pre med. I wanted to finish it. Two years from Everest, three at K2. I've had enough. Skip makes the Pakistanis look well organized, and to the bargain is a sexist son of a bitch. So I ended up picking Sofia Butella. Mm, that's uh, a good from, choice. Thank you. From the shitty new mummy. But she was also in Star Trek Beyond and had mm-hmm. a lot of makeup on her fucking face. But she <laughs> what I liked about her in Star Trek Beyond is like she plays this loner, the survivor on this like, mm-hmm. planet that like Kirk and crew come to like find and like they rescue her people and all these other like different aliens from Idris Elba, which I forgot he was the villain in that movie. Oh wow. Um but I like that quality of her as like someone who's just like she's been here and she like the mountain is slowly grinding her down, but she won't give up on trying to get out and trying to get out from it. And then when she's finally when when she's positioned or propositioned to go up with the promise of this payment, she's just as tough up there. Like she's not like whining about it. She's not just like yeah. I'm only here for the money. She kind of genuinely wants to save these people. And she knows how fucking hard it is to climb this mountain. And not only climb this mountain, but climb it with the most chauvinistic kind of douchey guy yeah. in the base camp. Um, although I did like those brothers. They're pretty They're pretty hilarious. <laughs> just not towards her. They were, they were like, complicated towards women, <laughs> but funny in general. Right. Um, so that's who I picked. No, I think that's a, that's a great choice. I mean, I love her as like a... A character actress in who she's sort of becoming because she's mm-hmm. very physical and very interesting. Um, truly, like the range at which we've seen her is kind of remarkable. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I agree. I think there is like she this person definitely has to hold their own because it's like the moment when uh, I think it's Peter, maybe. Who asks her, like, if she can climb or something like that. And she's like. Uh, skip can I climb and he's like yeah like <laughs> obviously we wouldn't let you come up like 
obviously you're experienced. And so it's that thing of like, maybe, maybe she is pretty unassuming and is just trying to do her time, but she's got skills. Yeah. Also, she's a nurse. I don't know why they wouldn't want to take someone with med. Like everybody on the mountains got the hape. (laughs) The hape? Anyway. Yes. Is that what it's called? Yes. I thought it was edema. Is that? Well, okay. There's two types. There's high altitude pulmonary edema. And then there's the haze, the high altitude cerebral edema. Oh, one's bleeding of the liquid heart, bleeding, on the lungs, and, the lungs the and the brain. Yapes. Um, which is why they need the dex. But ultimately. What is dex? It is. Oh, I looked this up. Dexamethasone. It's a steroid used to treat high altitude cerebral oh. edema. But ultimately, listen, guys, I mean, we all read into thin air. John Krakauer's book about the 1996 Everest disaster. Did we not? Yes. <laughs> so we all know that the best way to treat hape is to just get lower on the mountain. But they couldn't do that. That's why they need the deck so bad. Look, you can't ask people to work up there. Now, you've never been that high. Just staying alive up there. Should we just walk away and forget about them? Is that what you're saying? I figured they had one fuel can each. That means they can melt ice, rehydrate with water for a day. At 26,000 without it, their lungs filled with fluid. That's pulmonary edema. They die within another 12. Listen, guys, I'm a bit... Of a mountaineering enthusiast. <laughs> I subscribe to all the magazines and newsletters. It's, right. I think it might be my weirdest hobby, but um, okay. <laughs> so, and this is this is coming from me. Kenna's currently wearing no less than three <laughs> looped rope belts around her and 20 carabiners. Covered in carabiners. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so for my Monique, I picked Shay Mitchell. And I really wanted to use her this week because I was recently talking again about the series You. Do you remember this with Penn Badgley where he plays the sort of like Ted Bundy type? I don't know. If you haven't seen it, it's really great. And she plays the sort of main female character's best friend. And so you may know Shay Mitchell from Pretty Little Liars, which I think was her like bigger thing. But I found her so interesting to watch in you and so compelling because she plays this like rich, eccentric girl who is ultimately the one who starts to get to the bottom of who this like crazy guy is. Mm -hmm. And we're rooting so much for her. And I was like, man, there's just something about her that I think we should just give her a little more credit, at least more than I was giving her for, you know, being on Pretty Little Liars. <laughs> um, so, yeah, she's strikingly beautiful, but I think could absolutely play strong, smart, capable, going to make it to the top of this mountain. Mm-hmm. I think I saw like two minutes of her in that show as like I passed by. My girlfriend watching it, and I was just like, "Oh yeah, yeah, she's good, she's good, she's good." She's good. That's kind of what I was like. <laughs> oh. But I didn't, I didn't watch enough to really like okay. see what she could do. So I'm in, and and I like this pick. And ultimately, like, I mean, we need her to be stunning, right? Because uh-huh. if we're gonna, like we said, if we're gonna distract from this weird sexual tension between brother and sister, For we real. need <laughs> we need For a real. new a new character to. I don't know. There's Somehow some... end up with Peter. It's it's one of those like weird side stories where you're like, why is yeah. this necessary? There are some sexy photos of her on her Google page, but then I like wow. scrolled and there's like some awkward pregnancy pictures of her with like her husband. Oh, and yeah, it's, like, she was had very them professionally done. I'm like, well, how are we doing this? Very well. You know, you have like your maternity photo shoot. That's a thing. I do know. <laughs> <laughs> that I do know. That 
I'm aware of. All right, let's talk Montgomery Wick, played by my favorite, Scott Glenn. Your favorite Scott Glenn. I love Scott Glenn. He's so great. Man, do I love Scott Glenn. Honestly, he's like 90 years old Scott and he's, Glenn, still act, he's still fucking killing it. Scott Glenn could actually just play this part. Again? Again. <laughs> I know. Like, did you ever watch Daredevil? He plays Stick on Daredevil. No. But he's so good in The Leftovers. So oh, yeah. I love him. What did I first see him in that I was just like, oh, man. Oh, yeah. Silence of the Lambs. We talked about him in Silence of yep. the Lambs. Backdraft. Backdraft. Uh, Hunt for Red October. Um, oh, he's in Apocalypse Now. Training Day. I got to rewatch that. That movie. movie's a blur. Anyways, I love me some Scott Glenn, and I think he's great in this in this role. I love mm-hmm. the character of Wick, the, like the just the bitter old. He's man. a mountain man. He's like he's a literal yeah. mountain man. What are, you, what are you talking about? Skip's one of the best climbers. Before We're we get started, let's agree on one thing. This is not one of those climbing democracies. On a rescue mission, we don't vote, we don't question, we don't argue. You listen and do exactly as I say. Chopper will pick you up on the way back. Who has stayed on the mountain? I guess just preparing for an opportunity to murder the man who is responsible for his wife's death. I think it's pretty genius because he knows that he's coming back. He knows that like Elliot cannot resist. Like his ego won't let it go. You've seen too many billionaires do this. Well, here's the thing. What was his plan if Elliot went to the top of the mountain and came back? No trouble. Was he just going to like waltz into base camp and shiv him? I'm trying to remember the logic of the story because there's a scene where we talked about this earlier where he just straight raises his his beard off but keeps his hair. And it's also like you're going up a mountain. Wouldn't you want to keep your beard? Wouldn't you want to keep that warmth in there? I don't know. Does your beard make your face warmer? Yeah. Hmm. Why wouldn't it? I don't know. I, I can't, guys. I don't. I know you don't know what I look like, but just take it from me. I cannot grow a beard. So I'm assuming that men who have full, luxurious beards, they just enjoy that. It brings the, you warmth, comfort, and just like a cozy little. But face I blanket. imagine it would be more of a distraction because it would get like icy and mm, cold. Maybe, but he keeps his long hair, and it, he just looks. Well, like yeah, because I definitely killer. Would keep you warm. <laughs> um, what was I going to say? Is about? it my turn? It is your turn. Um, okay, so I wanted to pick an actor who just screams Mountain Man to me and who I think would give a thoroughly insane performance the whole time. Mm-hmm. So I picked Benicio Del Toro. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Doesn't it just feel right? Yeah, it kind of does. Yeah. Because here's the thing. The one thing it doesn't really do, because there's a there's a world where Montgomery Wick is the kind of character who pops out of the mountain and they're like, we need your help. You know this better than anyone. We're on a rescue mission. And he agrees. And like the whole way up the mountain, he's like spouting off like strange, mysterious, like proverbs. Mm -hmm. And it's weird. But instead, he's just very like hard lined and is like, you either keep up or you get lost. Like we only have a certain amount of time to save them. And we're doing this. But I sort of like the version of this character who would be way more like woo-woo and a little like wacky my father was a climber right scared climbed ever i don't live my life so you have someone to look up to my sister's dying up there mr wick how can you just ignore that lecture me get your facts straight it'll make it less embarrassing up there you're not dying mr garrett you're dead i like that pick i especially for, for like scaring the bejesus out of elliot like 
when they when he sees him on the mountain, like if you <laughs> climbed a mountain, fell into a, a snowy ravine, uh-huh. were on the edge of death, and then someone finally came to rescue you, along with Benicio del Toro, <laughs> who was gonna cut your heart out, yeah, you would you would just piss. You might as well just jump off the ledge, like. Um, Which what a great bookend! Yeah, the cut the rope. Come on. Yeah, that was great. We don't. This movie we didn't deserve that. But this movie gave it to us. It's great. And then he has, he can't do anything because he's on the bottom. It's great. Oh, yeah. man. And he, he did it on purpose. You know he did it on purpose. <laughs> like, you're the last one out. Um, great pick. I, I'm, I'm kind of excited to see what you think of this pick. Oh, boy. I picked a complete fan service pick of the original. <gasps> Chris O'Donnell? I, oh, that would have been, <laughs> been true fan service. I picked Ben Mendelsohn. Oh, that's good. Who plays Malcolm Bench in the original. That's good. Yeah. I mean, not exactly a bad guy because I know Ben Mendelsohn is like living it up as uh, bad guys. He's, well, he plays Talos the Skrull, who's kind of like this weird shape-shifting guy in Marvel yeah. now. But um, yeah, I just I just think that that would be really cool to put him in that role. For sure. Sure. To the the guy who's just like he's coming for revenge. That's really great. I'm a little sad. I didn't think of that myself. This is a patented Kenna move. That's true. I didn't even think about it. This is like I didn't think this about was it your bread and butter maneuver for a long time. <laughs> it's true. I do love to take a, but I think it depends on how classic the movie is. You know. Yeah. We didn't even pick Ben Mendelsohn's character to recast <laughs> this movie. I was shocked when he showed up. I was like, man, this guy's career spans decades and yeah. we are just now like enjoying also just think the about fruits of his labor think about where he is and think about like where like the star of vertical limit is on ncis los angeles and like the 10th build character in 12th, vertical yeah. limit is in marvel movies star wars movies, netflix shows ne- like all over the He's place. Everywhere. Believe in yourself. Yeah. Believe in yourself. If yes. Ben Mendelsohn can do it. Oh, it was great. Did we race through this cast? We did a little bit. Can we spend 25 minutes just talking about nitroglycerin? <laughs> I couldn't understand why they were bringing it up there. It's like, is there no other type of explosive? I just had so many questions about the nitro and why you would take it mountain climbing and why do the pakistanis have it and why is it kept in a rickety shed on on the side of a cliff and why is it so poorly kept yes because when we first see it it's leaking and so they have to throw skip's shoe to get rid of it bad sign and it's if it's that volatile how on earth do you carry it safely up a mountain and how come they didn't realize to not put it directly into sunlight this which whole time? is also insane because if you're on the side of a mountain you are in direct sunlight like i just like why isn't it packed in snow at like I, to begin with that whole like helicopter sequence yeah when they're jumping on the There's mountain no way would have lasted it's crazy it doesn't make any all right well uh guys let's get to uh, <laughs> our last character where does barry pepper go okay so last week we picked the same character yeah this week there are way more options there are here. way more characters let's be careful like with nitroglycerin here kind of <laughs> why are we being careful because i, I, I want to get two in a row oh, okay who'd you pick I picked 
Frank Williams. Nope, we didn't do that. <laughs> <laughs> Who is the like base camp coordinator guy uh, the for Vaughn's team? Um, yes. Now, who's the Australian guy? That's Skip. Skip. Right. But he stays behind mm-hmm. because Wick is like, no. I made him Royce Garrett. I made him the dad. Oh. Interesting. Wait, who who was your – it was Jack Rayner and – Alicia Vikander, who would both be Americans. Fascinating family, that is. Mm-hmm. For sure. What a great get, though, to get Barry Pepper to die at the beginning of your oh, movie. Oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. That'd be that'd be that fool uh, people who didn't see the original. They'd be like, "There's no way Barry Pepper's gonna die." And then like the first splash. ten minutes, yeah. And then curse Blatt. <laughs> um, what other things do we have? We don't do a lot of like man versus environment movies, so this was also really fun. We don't. Um, I will never. I definitely saw this movie when I was much younger, and the thing about it I will never in my whole life forget is her uh, Monique's finger breaking. Oh yeah, I literally screamed. Oh, no, when Malcolm and Kareem died. Yeah. I couldn't believe it. I was like, what? Like, the, probably two of the most likable characters after Chris O'Donnell and Robin Tooney. I was devastated. Yeah. It was sad because I really like that actor, too. I think his name is... Uh, what is his name? Um, Alexander Siddig. Who plays Kareem. Yes. So good. What else was he in? Oh my gosh, he's in like everything. Yeah, Game of Thrones. Deep Space Nine. Kingdom of Heaven. Kingdom of Heaven. <sighs> Kingdom of Heaven. Me too. Um, Reign Sirion. of Fire? Reign of Fire. Oh my, we have to do that. We movie. have to do Reign of Fire. Um, what's your name's also in it? Um, Who? Isabella Skorupko is in it. Is it Rainer? Oh, yeah. Wow. Highly built. Oh, here's some weird stuff that I, I kind of enjoyed. This script was originally meant to be a sequel to Cliffhanger. Yes. Um, I thought that there should be a prequel or sequel about the Bench Brothers. I could enjoy that. A, a prequel would have been interesting. G'day. Uh, my name's Cyril. I'm uh, not much, but I'm all I think about. <laughs> That's true. And you got to watch him because he's like a dog. If he sees something, he'll try and shag it. If he can't shag it, he tries to eat it. But if he can't eat it, he pisses on it. But, uh, you know, it's easy to tell us apart because I'm, I'm the shy one. Can we talk about how Tamura Morrison plays a Pakistani soldier? Who is that? Noted, noted, uh, noted fashion New Zealand, New Zealand actor. <laughs> Kiwi actor Tamura Morrison. Oh, I did. I did not catch that. I didn't. I don't know him as an actor, but wow. We have a Maori uh, descended actor playing. Well, a I mean, if there's one thing people making movies in the '90s and the early aughts thought, it's that brown uh, people are the brown same. people are all the same. <laughs> Look, I'm not upset that he's in this movie. I just don't understand like why. Um, also, the guy who played the Pakistani commander. I believe played Dalsim in the Street Fighter movie. Um, Roshan Seth. Yep, he, that's him. I don't have anything else. I think this movie's great. I think, I think everyone in it is awesome. I I'm glad I, it's in my life now. I'm so excited because here's the thing: we've hit some speed bumps. We've watched movies that have not captivated us. <laughs> And to sort of fly in the face of all that and still ride hard for, for something like this and to have you enjoy it really warms my heart. Well, I, I thank you for bringing this into my life. You're very welcome. Now, 
the most important question, would you remake this movie? 100% I would. 100%. Because even even if it started as like a vertical limit idea, much like this was supposed to be a cliffhanger mm-hmm. sequel and it just became something else, I'm all in on that. Yeah. Would I remake this movie? No. Would I make seven sequels that take place after this movie? A thousand percent. See, here's the thing. If Honestly, if you could get the original cast... Because sure who's who's left? It's Chris, Chris O'Donnell, O'Donnell, Robin Tooney. Let's bring the Garretts back together. I would watch a sequel of them. Like I don't know what they would do. I don't know either. But but I would. I I'm in on mountain climbing movies. Now. Yeah, <laughs> so climbing like, climbing is back in the zeitgeist. Yeah. Free Solo won a won an Academy Award. It might also win an Emmy because there are no rules. Didn't we also talk about a cliffhanger remake? Coming yes. Up? Yeah. 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 What's her name directing? Well, yeah. All right, guys, if you haven't seen this movie, go watch Vertical in it. It's so fun. Watch it with a group. Watch it alone. Watch it when you're sick. Watch it in the daylight. Watch it. <laughs> watch it after you do your homework. Whenever you watch it, it's always going to be great. Um, the audience is endless. <laughs> Okay, guys, thank you so much for joining us this week on The Boot. If you like this episode, please check out our other episodes. Please stay tuned next week for a... Is it a great movie? Um, I don't know if I could say that in the wake of this one. (laughs) We also haven't decided what it's going to be yet. We'll see. Um, (laughs) Please rate, please subscribe. Please tell your friends. Where can the people find us? You can find this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Podbean, or wherever you get your podcasts. Stop by and leave us a rating and a review. Do both, not just one. It's really the best way to help us out. And you want to help us out. You can also find us now on Ko-fi where you can go make a very small donation to help keep us making this incredible piece of art that we call a podcast. That link is in our description and all over Twitter. Did I oversell us? I think not. You can also find us on social media at The Boot Podcast on Twitter and at Boot Podcast on Instagram or separately because Brian murdered our father and now I won't talk to him for three years. I saved your life. Can I Trent and Flynn, the rope wouldn't hold. It would have held. And you don't have arms long enough <laughs> to put another thing. So really, it's my fault. Yeah, it's your fault. <laughs> of course it's your fault. Alright, guys. We'll see you next time. Oh, bye. I came here last week from down in Nashville Cause my baby left for Florida on a train I thought I'd get a job and just forget her But in Chicago, a broken heart is still the same I'm on her. She's French-Canadian. Sometimes she's Canadian. can be quite pleasant. Today she's obviously French.